Hello and welcome. This is the College Exploration Spotlight Podcast. My name is Melanie, and I am a Teen Services Specialist at Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. As part of our College and Career Connections Initiative, we are interviewing recent graduates from a variety of colleges. These interviews can help you on your own path to choosing a college. All opinions expressed by interviewees are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, nor its affiliates. Their opinions are based upon their own experiences and information which they consider to be reliable at the time of this recording. Today's interview is with Tim, who just graduated from North Carolina State University. Congratulations! Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm very excited to talk to you today because many years ago, when I first started working for Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, you were one of my very first teen volunteers. I believe you were 13 or 14 at the time? I think 15. I think I just turned 15 that summer. It's really wonderful to see how far you've come since then, and I am just incredibly proud of you. Thank you. And I see that you are a communications media production major. Is that correct? That is correct. They stress communication versus communications. Um, to this day, I still don't fully <laughs> understand the, the distinguishment there, but communication without an S, media okay. production. Yeah. I know it's been a long time ago, but do you feel that your time as a volunteer at the library helped direct you on your college path and in your development as a person? I would definitely say so. Um, interestingly enough, I had gone through that program at um, the library with you my sophomore year, right before my sophomore year of high school. Um, and then since attending NC State University, I had had some advisors my freshman year kind of figuring out what direction I wanted to take uh, because I came in undecided. Okay. Um, my advisors at the time had given me some direction as far as, you know, if you're interested in digital media because they saw that I had a real interest in like photography and videography and music and all that stuff. Right. Um, they were like, well, there's hubs for, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, via the classroom setting, but also like at campus libraries. So um, spending time there might be something that, you know, you might want to transition to and see what resources they have available, if not for finding a major, then just for, you know, piquing your own interests. So I had, at the time, uh, I think I was working at a deli shop on campus just to, you know, kind of make some money. But mm -hmm. I started spending a lot of time at the libraries. Um, some of my classes um, att attended at the campus library. DH Hill is the primary one at NC State's campus. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in contact with one of the supervisors there that ran the digital media department. And we would kind of run into each other, say hi every now and then. Um, we definitely, like knew each other's faces and it got to a point where I had reached out to him kind of just cold calling in a sense because he didn't really know me super well but it was basically like hey I've been to a couple of workshops that have been um, led at the libraries I really just enjoy gaining information from them whether it's regarding music production or video production I think I could 
you know, possibly add something to it, or I'd love to just be able to be a part of that space if there's any room for me. Um, and funny enough, he was recently talking to his supervisors about, you know, potentially um, hiring students on his end as opposed to going through um, a higher HR department. Um, so he reached back out to me and was like, you know, I've seen your interest definitely just in being a student here and wanting to gain more information through library resources. Um, so I would love to have you, you know, at least do an interview and, and see where that goes. And that was my freshman year of college. And since then I've been working at the campus library. So um, that kind of transition from being a volunteer with you to, you know, that being my primary part-time job throughout um, most, if not basically all of my undergraduate career, I think definitely had, um, definitely one definitely inspired the other, I would say. That's fantastic. Yeah. No more deli for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I know the school is in Raleigh, North Carolina. How did you feel about the size of the school? Did it feel overly large when you arrived there as a freshman? It, it was big and obviously after four years it, it starts to feel much smaller right. um, but a huge appealing factor to me was that it was so big and I didn't have a car so being able to navigate my own university and have it feel like a city or um, you know so many people my age that I could interact with meet, you know, if I didn't right. connect with a certain group of people, I could, you know, there's so many other <laughs> options. Yeah. Like there's just so many people and so much happening that, um, that was definitely something that appealed to me a lot. The, the size of it, I believe it's 35,000 students total. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people. Did you live totally on campus or, was it partly on campus, partly off over your four years? Yeah, I lived on campus both my freshman and sophomore year. Um, mm -hmm. I believe as of now, they have it required to where all freshmen have to live on campus, even if you have um, the means to live off campus or even if you live close by, I believe they're requiring all freshmen to live on campus their first year, but um, past that point, you can move off if you choose to, but I chose to stay on campus another year. So how do you feel about the requirement for freshmen to stay on campus? And what influenced you to stay on campus an extra year? I can't remember if that requirement was there as I was attending, or as I was a first year. I think that might have changed either my sophomore or junior year. Um, but... I think I really just liked having a community of people within walking distance from me or, you know, outside of my dormitory that were the same age as me that I could connect with. I think that really made the college experience feel a lot more lively to me because I've never experienced anything like that where everyone around me is in some way kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing. Right. Um, and being able to feed off that energy was really definitely made like the first two years um, just really exciting for me because anything like that. So um, feeling that my freshman year, I think inspired me to want to continue living um, 
on campus my sophomore year and then also because I didn't have a car um, just for sake of convenience that was also a factor. So did you struggle with adjusting to college? Or was it just a breeze? <laughs> I, I think I wanted it to be a breeze. Um, so the parts that were fun were really fun, but there were definitely a lot of growing pains as far as just um, coming in, kind of thinking that I knew everything I wanted to do. I came in very like, you know, hit the ground running. I was like, I, you know, I want right. to do these things. I want to go to these places. I want to, you know, participate in these, you know, extracurriculars or whatever the case is. And, um, that made freshman year exciting for what it was, but right. at the same time, it was kind of realizing, you know, I'm not a closed book. There's still stuff that I had to learn about myself and I'm still learning about myself. Things that, you know, I thought were for me that aren't for me and, you know, things that I never thought were for me that I realized, oh, wait, I actually can, like, you know, participate in these things or grow in this way. So it was a lot of just unlearning that, you know, I had it 100% figured out and that right. the energy was good and it, it felt good to feel confident in myself, but also recognizing that that confidence doesn't have to mean I'm like set in stone in the things that I um, was anticipating for myself to do or become or whatever. So. Right. Did you originally intend to attend NC State or how did that come about? Yeah, um, there's really no academic reason that I picked NC State. Um, it pretty much came down to distance. It's about two and a half hours away from Charlotte, which is where I grew up. Right. Um, and I kind of just wanted something that was in-state um, for financial reasons, but also far enough away to where it felt like I was in a new place. Right. Um, and also the size, as I mentioned, was like a compelling factor for me. So between those three things, I would say that's pretty much the only reason I was really set on going there. I applied to a couple other schools. I'd gotten into um, UNC Asheville and some other smaller schools, but um, it was really the size factor and just the fact that um, so much seemed to be happening there. And um, you know, it was, it's pretty close to downtown Raleigh and it just seemed a lot more accessible than any other schools that were, mm -hmm. that also fit those descriptions. So um, that was, that was probably the main reason for, for picking state. I know you said you enjoyed living on campus. Can you tell us some more about what the campus is like at NC State? It has a, um, its reputation is for being like entirely made out of brick, which is not far from the truth. There is a lot of brick on campus. The architect, I mean, for what it's worth, the architecture of the buildings are really pretty. I should also mention there are two campuses. There's main campus, which is primarily where freshmen live and a lot of the um, most majors, I would say, that aren't um, STEM related. So anything from business, English, um, they, the program is called CHAS, so um, humanities majors, basically psychology, um, all of those things, and the business school separately um, pretty much are housed on main campus. And then Centennial Campus is a separate campus 
it's not walking distance from main campus, but you can take um, buses that will get you there in about five, 10 minutes. It's, it's pretty reasonable, but that's where all of the STEM uh, buildings are. So anything from engineering, um, biochem, like all of those things typically are um, on Centennial's campus. Um, I believe both are public campuses. So people can kind of just like come in and tour and walk around and stuff like that. Um, I would say Centennial's campus is a bit more green as it's, it's also a lot more planned out. Like all of the trees are like straight in a row. There's a lake um, kind of a little off the center of campus. And it's just a, it's just a different environment than main campus. Main campus feels in my opinion, a little bit more homey and. Um, is it more historic? Yeah, yeah, the, definitely. The that That's where NC State's like, that, that, that is the original campus basically. Um, so there's like old dormitories that nice. have been renovated a couple of times, but have been there since the opening of the school. Um, so yeah, the, and the, the bell towers there, which is a, NC State's probably most, you know, well-known monuments. So um, those things kind of are what you think about when you picture NC State, if you're familiar with the school. But um, yeah, Centennial's campus, I think they finished it in 2013 or 2012. So it's very, very recent. Um, but the buildings and the architecture there is also really crazy. Like um, Hunt Library is a five-story, um, it almost looks like a monument. Like it's it's really huge. It's almost entirely glass. They've just started doing some major renovations to DHO Library, which is where I was primarily at. Um, and that library is housed on main campus, so. Thank you for that. That was very interesting. Um, Next question. Earlier in the interview, you mentioned some activities and organizations that you tried out that you didn't think you would like originally. Can you tell me some more about that? When I first started as a freshman, um, I'll say first year. When I first started as a first year, I was engaged in, I wanted to find anything related to music and music production because that was my main interest at the time and I, I knew State didn't necessarily have a um, carved out music program but as I got to become familiar with the resources I know they have a lot of um, basically just like spaces they have a the digital media lab and like workshops and stuff that are tailored to students interested in that kind of thing um, so that was the sphere I was trying to right. just surround myself in I for a semester um, applied to train for the for working at the uh, college radio station. Um, I didn't stick with it, but I just tried it out All to right. see what it was like. Um, I was doing a, like the video department for the um, primary newspaper on campus, the technician. I was part of their video team for a little bit, um, trying to curate content and stuff like that. Um, none of those things really ended up sticking. I found other like outlets through my coursework mainly. Um, my junior year, we uh, like the communication media production concentration has specific classes that are related to media production you can take. One that I ended up taking was a film production course, which, and it still boggles me that 
they have this technology just as a subsection of a major and not even as a major in of itself. But um, it was a class that you would literally shoot, um, I believe it was 35 millimeter or six, I think it was 16 millimeter, excuse me. Um, 16 millimeter film that you would shoot on an actual like film camera that you had to learn how to assemble yourself. Um, and you would take it on shoot really, really heavy. I think um, my professors at the time said that they were the same cameras used to shoot One Tree Hill, um, if you're familiar with that show. But yeah, um, so they were um, indoctrinated into the, the film concentration at NC State for students to use. So we got to shoot on those cameras. We get an entire roll of film back to which then we would have to cut and process and edit it to basically make a story. But the main caveat of shooting with film is that you cannot see anything that you're shooting as you could with like an iPhone or any digital camera. Um, you kind of have to take measurement of the lighting and the, you know, everything that's in your environment and use the resources that you've learned to hope that what you're shooting is going to be portrayed accurately. Otherwise you're just wasting film. Um, and that class was like a huge challenge for me. Um, but one that as I got more comfortable assembling the cameras and, you know, you would crew for each other. So I would work on other people's, um, film projects in the class with them. I would go help them, um, work on their shoot and they would help me work on mine and vice versa. Um, that was a really cool, like collaborative class. And one that I feel like, um, is super rare too, just from the technology that we were using alone. Um, to be able to kind of get myself involved in, so. Well, that's wonderful that yeah. they took you back to the basics, you know, so dependent. I know, yeah. Spoiled with our yeah. you know, point and shoot technology, but that sounds really great that you got hands-on with that. So this was your senior year in college. And as you know, COVID came on the scene unexpectedly. Um, tell me about what was it like when you found out that your classes were ceasing and everything was basically stopping as you knew it at college? I was going on a um, spring break trip to New York with my girlfriend and we were getting email notifications as we were boarding our plane that classes were being ceased. Um, they were going to online. I think at the time they had only said two weeks, but we kind of knew, okay, if we're going online for two weeks, right. like it's pretty unlikely we'll be back. Um, and we were also going to like one of the epicenters of, you know, everything happening. So that was a very stressful time. Um, and then coming back and realizing like, oh yeah, a lot of my friends that, you know, I just kind of nonchalantly said goodbye to for spring break, like I likely wouldn't be seeing for a long time. Um, so that was that was a bit hard to, wow. to digest. But as far as the academia, um, it wasn't too hard. I feel like my professors did a pretty decent job of transitioning everything into online for the rest of the semester to, you know, get us the course material that we needed to complete our classes. Well, that's good to hear. Um, it sounds like you handled a, 
unprecedented situation very well. It's absolutely something that we've never seen before. Um, and having said that, do you get a graduation ceremony of any sort? I know some places are doing a modified version. Um, what's the status on that? It's kind of up in the air. There's been talks about, you know, incorporating it in a, the winter graduation this year, if if one should exist, which I also don't see okay. um, likely to happen. But it basically is non-existent or up in the air for right now. But I'm not really banking on one happening. Um, how did you receive your diplomas? Did they have any sort of... Yeah, the physical ones they mailed to our home addresses and we also received a digital copy via email wow yeah it was, it was a bit of a for I, I think for everyone kind of processed it a little differently for me it was more so just making sure that myself and my loved ones were safe and graduation kind of felt a little secondary to me um, I know my mom felt differently because mm -hmm. obviously she's waited four years to see me graduate. So um, I think everyone kind of handled it a, a bit differently, um, but that was just my perspective. Now that you've finished college, do you have a particular career in mind or do you have a next step coming up? What's next for you? Still kind of figuring it out. Right now I'm working on seeing if there's a possibility of transitioning my part-time position at the libraries into a full-time one. Um, I've been talking with some of the administrators on the hiring end that I worked closely with um, throughout my undergraduate career. So they definitely know my face, they know who I am. Um, but obviously because of COVID and yeah. even just the school hours, you know, varying and uncertainty as to whether or not the school will remain open for the entire semester. Um, it's just a hard call to make um, on their part as far as hiring me full-time. So um, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on that, but not really um, looking too intently into it. But it feels like as the world's on pause, I can kind of take a pause myself and right. just, um, yeah. yeah, take stock and, and figure out what what that will look like for me for the next year or so. Very good. Um, earlier, we were talking about the fact that you've been working at the campus library for several years now. Can you tell me what your job has been like working at the campus library? When I was, I was hired in November of 2016, and I was hired, they have a lot of different departments um, because NCSU Libraries is a pretty huge conglomerate, and they cover a lot of resources. It's not just you know, checking out books or no library is, but especially like because the school is so big, um, they cover a lot of different um, facets of, of, of things. So the department I was hired under was um, to be a digital media advisor, um, both DH Hill Library and Hunt Library, the one on Centennial Campus, um, have digital media labs where they're basically hubs for students to use the resources that they can they can use them for free because it's technically through their tuition anyway so they're already paying for it um, and both libraries also have um, a technology lending program so anything from laptops to vr equipment to phone chargers to 
um, even like music equipment, uh, video recording equipment, all of that stuff. Like they, they cover any type of equipment you might need. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, oh, it's fantastic. way um, more expansive than I even realized when I first uh, applied to state and especially when I first started working there. Um, so under the digital media department, mm -hmm. I was basically in DH Hills um, digital media lab uh, for four hours, a shift. And I was basically just there to help people with whatever they need. We have in those lab spaces, um, recording studios um, that people can either, people have recorded full length albums there. People have recorded podcasts just like this. Um, people have edited full length movies in there. So if people needed assistance, um, either editing or using any of the equipment in the recording studios, or um, sometimes, or quite often I would get uh, what we called one-on-one -on -one technology consultation. So I'd have a scheduled hour in my shift where I was working one-on-one -on -one with someone um, to help them with a specific uh, media problem that they filled out online or that they requested to have answered online. Um, I wrote and ended up instructing a couple of workshops through that. So um, one of them was we did, um, I had like kickstarted this initiative to have music, I call them music meetups where um, for an hour during my shift, um, anyone who was uh, registered to be able to use the library uh, studio spaces could just come in, share their music, share any resources or anything that they've learned that, um, and it didn't have to be just music, it could be poetry that was recorded, it could be a podcast, whatever, it could be a field recording. Um, and mm -hmm. it was literally just an hour just to connect the audio making community and share what people were making and get people to meet one another. Um, so that was one of the initiatives I started. And then some of them kind of transitioned into more instructional um, programs. So um, just getting people familiarized with how to actually use the recording studios, um, how to set up the microphones, how to make sure um, you're recording yourself properly, um, those kind of techniques. So. Yeah, I, I was reflecting on how even though we have so much technology and things have developed so rapidly in that area, we still have the need yeah. for human interaction and and nothing can really replace that. I know many customers will say, you know, the internet and machines are going <laughs> to yeah. replace the librarians, but I don't think so. There's just nothing quite like yeah one-on-one -on -one attention. And I agree. I, I think a huge um, kind of a huge responsibility that I've wanted to take on since working there because when I just first came to state, I felt like there was so much I wanted to learn and there was all these people saying, you know, there's resources or like here are the things available. But until that's like disseminated for you, especially by someone that can see you understand exactly where you're coming from, what you're trying to get across, what you're trying to, you know, progress in. Even just saying that there's resources can be so intimidating, even if they are the resource, like people and myself included struggle to kind of find what exactly it is that they need. Um, which segues into like the other position that I had. So I technically had two positions at the library. Um, one was being a digital media advisor and the other was 
what they call an ask us um, team member. Ask us is essentially the um, catch all reference point for students, faculty, the public, anyone that needs help finding anything in the library, whether it's a textbook, um, whether that's where you're coming to, you know, check out technology equipment. Um, if you want to know where something is on campus, like we are pretty much um, the catch all point for every question that someone may have about NC State or the library specifically. Um, so I had worked there pretty much from January of 2017 um, onward throughout my college career. And that was also just a lot of, you know, working with people, especially new students, transfer students, international students, um, the general public, you know, all types of people just kind of um, helping point out, you know, the resources that they're looking for, even if it's something as simple as, you know, getting a phone charger or um, finding a text, an online version of a textbook um, because they can't, you know, check one out because they live too far away or, or whatever the case is, you know. Um, so being able to like be in that um, position, I feel like has allowed me to kind of understand what it means to share resources and share information because it's so easy to be a gatekeeper of information and you know almost weaponize people with that because you're you know bestowed all this knowledge and you know where things are and you know you know how things operate and to be able to share that as openly as possible I think is probably one of the most gratifying things from having a job like that and being able to literally see the reaction that you know, someone and, and how I felt when I was able to get access to the resources that I needed. So um, that was a huge part of, of me continuing to work there for all four years. That's really fantastic that you had that sort of varied experience um, working with so many different types of people with different needs. I've been working in the library for about 14 years now, and I still love it. But I found that a great part of our job is just in listening to people and allaying their fears about accessing various resources. So I, I am very excited that you had this experience, and I wish you lots of success in the future as you go down your path. In closing today, do you have any sort of advice or words of wisdom for students who are about to enter college this fall? I mean, obviously circumstances are way different now than they were when I started college. Um, my younger sister is transitioning in that period as well. Um, and I've kind of been having to reel back some of the advice that I would just naturally give under normal circumstances, because I know it's a lot harder for her now as it is for many um, you know, younger people transitioning into college, but I, if I could say anything, I guess it would just be that, um, you know, you kind of, there's, there's room to grow and you also know yourself better than anyone else. Like it, I feel like college is kind of balancing those two ideas. Um, recognizing that, you know, you've made it this far, you're doing something right. Like you are capable of, you know, 
getting into an institution, regardless of whatever institution it is, if it's a trade school, if it's a community college, like it's all equally valuable. Um, and it says something to the, to the fact that you've been able to, you know, get yourself there. So know that you know who you are and you can trust in your own intuition, but on the same side, like there is also room to grow and things that you don't necessarily know yet, but you know, you can always allow yourself to, the space to figure it out. Um, I think finding that balance is, yeah, right. that's huge. Very wise words. Yes, we are always learning and growing no matter what phase of life we're in. Thank you, Tim, so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and giving us some insights from your point of view at NC State. Thank you so much again, and I wish you all the success in the world. The Charlotte Mecklenburg Library wants to be able to help teens on their journey to college and career as best we can. So for more information about College and Career Connections, please visit the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library website, cmlibrary.org. Also, don't forget to check out our companion podcast, which is the Career Exploration Spotlight podcast. We're interviewing people from various careers who are telling us about their jobs and their educational paths as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard or you know someone who would, please share. Take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you want to lend your personal support to what we're doing, just leave a review on your podcast provider. Tune in every other week for a new episode of the College Exploration Spotlight Series. We'll see you then.